AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts, the hottest podcast in the streets. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Live for first class sounds, you know who it is, DJ Scream, Big Bang, Baby J. Time for another episode of Big Facts. And today we got a special, highly requested guest in the building by the name of Pimpin' Ken. Y'all give yeah. it up for Pimpin' Ken in the building, sure. man. King what's and up? Big Pimpin'. What's up, my brother? How you feeling today? I mean, ain't nothing up, man, but, you know, cash flow and airplanes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Today, we, we, we're looking forward to talk about uh, just a little bit of your full journey, you know what I'm saying, the beginnings of your journey, you know what I'm saying, your transitions, uh, some of your obstacles, and some of the, you know, dope entrepreneurship you got going on, too. So, I guess the first the thing is... former management of the females. And, <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, 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 too. <laughs> but I guess, I, guess, I guess we'll start with, like, your humble beginnings. So, you're from, you're from Milwaukee? No, I was born in Chicago. Chicago. Born in Chicago. Uh, I lived at uh, 4759 South Federal. Everybody know that's the project. Okay. You know what I'm saying? At the, we stayed at the Robert Taylor Homes. Then we moved out to 103rd and Jeffrey, the Wild Hunters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I kind of like, kind of got in a lot of trouble when I was young. Mm-hmm. At 14, I was in the Cook County uh, Hospital for attempted murder. Mm. You know, so my mom and I was like, you know, we got to get you out of here. You know, yeah. so I beat the case. You know, thank God. You know, because it really real me, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I beat the case. Anyway, mm. you know, I, I stayed in there four months, Be you know, going, you know, I was 14 years old, one of the youngest dude, you know, ever in Cook County. And they supposed to send me to St. Charles. That's like the, or an Audi home. That's like the detention center for youth. But they sent me to Cook County. So I'm in there with game bangers, you know what I'm saying? Killers, you know what I'm saying? It's like just straight gutter. Mm. It's the worst jail you ever want to be in your life. Mm. But fortunately... You know, my daddy was a street dude, so I grew up under my pops. My pops was a player. You know, he you know he taught us a lot of stuff when we was kids. So I was able to 
talk about things, you know, with these older cats that the uh, average dude can talk about in the penitentiary, you know, or in the, in the county jail. So that got me a lot of respect. They're like, this little dude's sharp. So that probably saved me from probably getting stabbed or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I never joined the gang, you know. Uh, Brother Finney and Brother Black, one tried to get me to be a disciple, the other one tried to get me to be a vice lord. And it just, for some, for, for, for some reason, I never wanted to be in the gang, mm. you know, so I never joined. But crazy, all my cousins is GDs and vice lords. So mm. they some of the highest officials in there. So I'm pretty much well affiliated through that. So I, so I went through that, went to Milwaukee, you know, man was a bad kid in school, mm. ended up going to jail there, ended up in reformatory school there. It's a place called Wells, you know, and. That's gladiator school. That's why I learned all my boxing skills. You know, I was fighting every day, you know, and then, you know, it was a couple of dudes in there. They had, you know, a little flavor. So they would be talking about the pimping and stuff like that. So I said, I'm going to try that pimp stuff when I get out of jail, right? <laughs> you know, because, you know, I went, man, I was the youngest dude ever in the, in the state of Wisconsin to catch a, a federal case. Mm. Man, I did the craziest stuff ever, man. I tried to cash some checks that wasn't even my name on it. So, you know, I, you know, I was illiterate at that time, right? <laughs> so I had to be the most illiterate, stupidest person in the world. So that, that brought the feds in. So I called my first federal case, you know, for fraud or cash, check cash, whatever they call that. But then, you know, there was some brothers in there that were sharp. So, you know, my first in introduction to the pimping was when I was 16. So when I got out, you know, got out to the reformatory school, you know, uh, a dude named Starchild. Starchild, right? Mm -hmm. He uh, he came to me. He said, man, listen, man, you got a lot of flavor, right? He said, man, why don't you ride with me? So I would ride with him every day. Then one of my partners that I used to hustle with, you know, because back then, I don't know if y'all ever heard of counter jumping. But that's what we used to do back then because we ain't got no airplane. We ain't got no... Uh, Pablo Escobar or another that we we ain't got no Mexicans or nothing. We just we just go straight to the money. So we were jumping counters and we were snatching money. And so one of my partners that I used to jump counters with and snatch the jury with, him and I, you know, he ended up getting his first prostitute. So when he got his first prostitute, he got three prostitutes. So I go over his house one day. I said, man. It ain't funny. It ain't funny, know, but it is I know. Funny. I know it's funny. So I'm looking at I'm, We at a table like that. I'm seeing all these girls. I said, man, how you get all them girls, man? What's up? I said, let me have one. He said, which one you want? I said, I want the one that's light bright. You know, uh, damn that white with the, with the coochie candy stripe. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> light, 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 bright, damn that white with the coochie candy stripe. You know, so I wanted the light, the light skinned chick. So he said, "Okay, man, you can have her." And that was the introduction to the game. And that's when you started your management career. That's when I started my management career. Then the guy well, nigga fronted you a hoe. Nigga fronted me a hoe. I read a bitch, right? I had a rhythm bitch, right? So, so, so now here's the crazy thing: the dude that was riding me around, start child. He had a he had a chick named Bridget, right? So Bridget was a, she was a prostitute too. So he was telling me how to knock girls, and I ended up taking his game and knocking his girl. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And then that's when all the older guys got to recognize me and said he gonna be a good P, right? Mm. I didn't know that one day I'd become the pimp of the year, international pimp of the year. And I would be the biggest pimp in the country. International pimp you know of the saying? year. Because you got to remember, yeah. you know, my my mentality was that of a hustler. You see what I'm saying? My daddy was a player. He was a crap shooter. You know, he had a few girls, but he taught me how to shoot dice, mm. you know, crooked dice and all that stuff. You know, it's just stuff you learn when you ain't got no dope or nothing like that around you. You learn immediate hustles. Yeah, facts. You know facts. what I'm saying? So, yeah, she know. So, 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 uh, so, 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 so now that I'm in the game, right, y'all know I'd have been on 
at least 40 million records sold. So all that stuff I be talking on them albums, on Pimp C album and, yeah. and uh, E-40, I right? E-40, yeah. I'm on uh, 50 Cent, me and 50, 50 Cent did a mixtape. Yeah. Me and Jermaine Dupri, man, we did that instructions back in the day with Pimp uh-huh. C. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did two albums with Lil John. I did uh, five albums with Pastor Troy. So that stuff that y'all hear me talking on them albums, I was talking that as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, the older guys couldn't talk faster than me. So I was study peeling them for their girls. You know, every time I used to get their girl, I used to give them a newspaper, you know, whether it was the Milwaukee Journal or the New York Times or whatever, and put the banana in the newspaper and say, man, read it. It's in the news. You've been peeled for your bitch. You know what I'm saying? And so they got mad at me. You know, they would get mad at me because they were like, this nigga, too, he too swift, right? And then, you right. know, I didn't know that I was, I didn't know I was kicking game until Lil John now and all them guys started paying me to be on the album. I thought I was just being natural. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know I had a million dollar vocal. Core, you know, since then I've been on like 40 million records sold total. You know what I mean? Me and Lil Jack, we might did about eight million. You know, it just so all mm-hmm. that led into that, and then I became, you know, the pimp of the year. I would win all the trophies. I got up to 16 girls at one time. You mm-hmm. know, ain't too many dudes ever did that. I'm probably, what kind of money were they generating? Well, I, I, I'm you know how people go platinum them off albums. I went platinum off pussy. <laughs> yeah, I went platinum them off pussy. Oh, okay, you know? say less. I mean, I mean, it's facts. This everybody watching that know me. You know, I, I truly drove the Rolls Royce. So, some of this was on uh, America. The pimp sub hold down. Was it American pimp, pimp or pimp sub hold? Pimp hold down. And American. I'm on both of them. He was on both of them. So all that parties that you see when them guys come from all over the world. That was my hometown, Milwaukee. Mm. Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? We beat Atlanta. I love y'all, Atlanta. Y'all know I, I yeah. hey, I've been here for years. I, I fuck with Atlanta. Yeah. You know, I'm ATL down. You know what I'm saying? But 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 so uh, you know, uh, uh that uh I kinda lost my thought. What was I saying? <laughs> I'm gonna put no, I'm gonna put a kick quick. and Yeah, kick and pivot. <laughs> I'm in the Milwaukee. Yeah, huh? the, oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, oh, the players ball. So yeah. the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee players ball. All oh, that's my parties. All mm-hmm. those are my parties. Niggas used to come all over the country to, to fuck with me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I was the biggest pimp in the country, literally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Outside of Don Juan. Don mm-hmm. Juan, he like the Godfather. He our OG. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. he from my city. You know what I'm saying? We we look up to him. You know him and and you know God and you know and, and mm-hmm. uh, Cmo. Those was the top tier. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was the youngest. Fastest dude coming up, and like I said, nobody never got to sixteen bitches, you know. And our crew, I was the first one to do that, you know what I'm saying? So you know what I mean? We had, I, I, I had a whole squad, you know what I mean? I, I you know, I, just like the basketball team with the NBA, man, it was the NPA National Pimp Association. I was the two three, I was the two three of the P, you know what I'm saying? I was Maca Jordan, not Michael Jordan, Maca Jordan, Maca Jordan. So how you, how you, how you, um, so you. What do you apply like for like when you went legit with this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like what what you what rules you think you brought from the, from that game to this game? Well, I wrote the book, The Forty Eight Laws of Game, and what I, in my book I talk about bank. I say everybody's a pimp and a hoe. Either you a pimp or you a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Either 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 you gonna be the, the, the receiver or the giver, right? That. So what I in that book, the reason why I was so successful, you know, and it was. It was done through CBS by way of Simon Schuster. Reason why the book was so successful. I, I, I compare pimping to business. You know what I'm saying? Me like you know you know your hoes are your employees. You know what I'm saying? So you know you you know you are a manager. You know you got the, you know you either got management <laughs> or damagement, right? Yeah. So you know what I mean? In, in, in that game, you know you're a manager. So you're managing your product. 
you know, and then you got to, you know, you got to keep your books, you know, you got to make sure that they got everything that they need, the clothes and stuff like that. So you got to be a good manager of money, you know, and you don't even know that you're, you're conducting business, but you are conducting business. And so I wrote the book, The 48 <laughs> Laws of Game. Yeah. So in that book, I talk about, you know, in life, you know what I'm saying? You either, you, you like the, 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 the big fact show. This show is only the big fact show because you and DJ Screen put value on it. You know, like it's a Picasso painting. You see a Picasso right. painting, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? A Picasso, a Picasso painting is worth millions of dollars. Well, in the pimping, we said, you know, I'm valuable. I said, you know, I got to meet on my Peter. The longer you stay, the longer you have to pay. You see what I'm saying? That's what I would tell him. Yeah, I said, if you think I'm handsome, pay my ransom. If I'm going hey, to take your chance, give me my money in advance. Hey, where these shirts at, man? I want some shirts with all that shit on me. That's all in the book, man. Oh, okay. You got know, to talk about it in the book, you know. And, and it's not, it's just, like, like, I, like I say, you know, I'm the two-hour V petty special song, Let Us Pick Us on Sesame Seed Bond. If you ever went to McDonald's, that's the Big Mac. You see what I'm saying? It's the Big Mac. So you always got to put value on yourself. So when you when, when you take that value and you apply it to real life, that's what this show is. This show is value. Who? There's a lot of people talking stuff, but how many people getting paid? How many people getting endorsed by Ciroc? You know, that's pimping. You know, like when, when, when uh, I first started, I started off as a hoe with Simon Schuster. They was pimping me. Who? Simon Schuster, the, the publishing company. company. So they gave me a deal. <laughs> now listen, listen, listen. They gave me a deal, right? Right. Now, the, but listen, listen. Screen, they going out yeah. like a whole bar. Right, 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 right. But, but right. let me let right. me break it down. So the first deal right. I got, they said they can. We're gonna give you fifteen percent on the hardcover, right? But then it goes in. They say, but it reverts to five percent on the paperback. So me not understanding the word revert, it was that one verb got me pimped. So when I go and I'm looking for my royalties, right? They telling me like, man, you ain't got no royalties. I'm like, what you mean? You know, I'm like, I'm ready to go off. I'm like, man, I sold millions and millions of dollars worth of books. I said, where's my money? So me being who I am, you understand me? I understood that I was being pimp. So now I had to figure out how do I become the pimp of the situation? So at that time, it was the advent of audio books, excuse me. So the audio books was just coming out. So what I did was I said, okay, you know, I'm going to get these people to give me the audio book. So I offered them 50000 They accepted. So we went into the meeting, you know, and we doing our transaction and so on and so forth. You know, I I, I, I went on the Internet and I copy and paste me a contract. I put a, a, a fake lawyer name on there. You know what I'm saying? Me, a Jewish name. You know what I'm saying? Me, make it seem Limburg. Limburg. You know, put Mr. Limburg name on there. And all the attorneys, we were sitting at the table like this. And I put the contract right here. And after I put the contract right there, I had the check. I endorsed the check, but I never endorsed it. I act like I was endorsed it. I flipped the check, pushed the check over there. I told them I got to use the bathroom. I said, let me sign the contract. They signed the contract, got up, left the scene. They called me back. My publisher called me, hey, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? You, you owe us $50,000. I said, did you read the contract? I said, I put in the contract. I said that the, the future royalties of the audio book would come from the royalties of the book, Pepology. So, so I did the same thing they did. I played with language. You know what I'm saying? I went and I, I, I ain't had to be a lawyer. Oh, they I got, fucked up. No, no. I own, go, up, go, 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 go to audiobook.com. Go to audiobook.com and see who the owner is. Not Simon Schuster, Ken Ivey. I own that right. I own the right, 100% rights of the audio. Now, I could have went in there with a gun. But, you know, pimps don't, you know, pimp, pimp is no contact sport. So they pimped on me, so I had to get my pimping in. So I pimped on them back. So now, you know what I'm saying, I'm winning. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not 
committing any violence. I'm not doing anything like that. And then another thing, like, you know, my books, you know what I mean? I pimp my books, my DVDs, you know. I don't know if y'all ever seen my movie, uh, Pimp Ozzy. I said, you know, I, I hold up one of my DVDs. I said, this bitch don't argue with me. We don't fight. We don't dispute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no another pimp going to take her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is my hope, my DVD. You know what I mean? I just flipped the script. You know what I mean? I, I tell got to convince her to do shit. I ain't got to convince her. I ain't got to. She going to do what she do. what I'm saying? Exactly. I took all I of the negativity and I turned it into positivity. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, we have several businesses. We're into real estate. You know, I have uh, the hip hop fraternity. You know, I have my own publishing company. I'm a literary agent. I just signed Boosie to a six-figure deal. Just signed uh, Ice-T to a six-figure deal. Just signed Corey Wise to a six-figure deal. Mm. Now I'm dealing with the same company that initially pimped me. Now we pimping again. <laughs> they have to negotiate with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I am literally work with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I negotiate contracts because I had experience myself. I can negotiate Boosie the best deal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean, if y'all know, y'all watch this. I'm over Boosie House all the time. You know, my friend and I, we work with a local local choice liquor, uh, Steve and I. You know, and we we do uh, uh, liquor deals as well. You know, we help artists get deals with the liquor. So you know, we teach we teach them how not to get pimped. So at the hip hop fraternity, I tell people all the time, all my artists. You know, I give a speech. I say, listen, man, if you give me a hundred dollar bill, and you want me to sign you, and that's a hundred percent of your intellectual property, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you fifteen cent back. But I'm gonna keep the eighty-five. I'm gonna give you fifty. I'm gonna keep eighty-five dollars, right? So if you sell a million copies, you get one hundred fifty thousand, and I'm gonna get eight hundred fifty thousand. That's what the record labels is doing, mm -hmm. you know. So that's basically what's happening. So what I'm telling them is like, if I come to you with the same scenario, if I say here go a thousand dollars. For a Rolls Royce, a Rolls Royce calls what? I know you got several. Four hundred thousand. One five hundred. Okay, yeah. five hundred. The five hundred thousand, right? So that's four hundred and ninety thousand, right? Four hundred ninety nine thousand. So if you if if you gave me your Rolls Royce for a thousand dollars, that's worse than. I mean that's better than the, the, the I mean that's the that's better deal. than the record deal because yeah. the record deal you you, you get eight hundred and fifty that's double. Yeah. Hey, so, but look, but we but we talk about that on big facts. When you if you come from an element where you ain't got shit, and if you don't take that fucked up deal, you might end up dead or in jail. How do you a, how do you weigh them two? Then you're a good hoe. Okay. Oh, you know you're getting pimp. Okay. The record labels are pimps and mm -hmm. they banks. They basically giving you a loan. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They robbing you. Now you know the reason why I know this because I'm. In the game, so right. I know when I know game, right. good game, recognized game. So I understand mm -hmm. when they run a game. So when they talking to me, it's got to make sense. Like I said, to give take take a hundred percent of something that I created with Banks. He's the he's the producer, yeah. you the engineer, I'm the artist, and then we go and we give it to Def Jam mm -hmm. or we give it to Universal for a little bit of nothing. What happens? But well, what I'm saying you is, if you, if you have to make the decision Facts. between stay in the element. They say, hold on, you might get a better yeah, deal or a better like, situation. saying, you had to learn this. I just saying you myself. Right. So I could vouch for that. Right. I'm talking about stand up. I'm talking about... Introduce yourself, my bad, bro, so they'll know. So HHF chain. HHF, okay. Gotcha. Hip-hop attorney worldwide is going to be the label. You there you go. Saying? You're pushing the organization, I'm pushing the label. There you go. I thank God. But back to what I was saying real quick, I could really vouch for that. Because the way he spoke to me and gave me knowledge, mm. you can't sign me. How the fuck you gonna sign Nike? Mm. We could joint venture. We could we could make something shape. Mm. But where I'm at in my mentality, I don't need that money. I don't need that right money. That right now money. Mm. It's it's really about the legacy. But I guess what I'm saying is to the people watching, if they in a fucked up situation, and we've all been in or known people, and I'm back talking about fucked up, okay, like you one day away from the, the feds coming, or you. 
Let me, let me. And, and this fucked up contract is fucked up too. Hey, let me tell you something. What do they do? Let me give them some game. Okay, I'm gonna give y'all some game. If y'all listen out there, if you're in a fucked up situation and you need some money and you feel that somebody come to you with a record deal, do not sign it. I'm gonna tell you why. Because you're gonna be in a more fucked up situation. I can give you a list of litany of artists. Who, who y'all seen on YouTube said, hey man, my record label won't let me do this. My record label won't do me that. Uh, 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 this artist is suing this art, this 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 record label. You know, and, and, and people are really in some fucked up situations. Nah, got, he talking about, he, you, you ain't getting what he's yeah, saying. Right. He's saying, it, it, that you just raw talent. You ain't, nigga, your mama you ain't got no money. You, you can't even eat. You can't eat. You can't do shit. Fair time or six feet under or contract? Well, I say, that's what's happening with a, that's what's happening with a lot of our young ones. But, 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 but what I say is, come to the hip hop fraternity. You know what I'm saying, man? What we're going to do is we're going to educate you. I don't even you. have a way to get you. <laughs> right. I don't even know no I fucked in. up. I'm a no no right. I stay in that project you said you was in? That's where they at. They 14 years old. He's saying a nigga, ignorant nigga who ain't got nothing going on, nothing, but all he knows is the streets, but he got talent. You know what I'm saying? But somebody done... Def Jam done spotted him. That's that's what I'm trying from to his Instagram. That's what I'm trying to tell you, brother Banks. At the at the hip hop fraternity, we let them perform for free. We feed them. But how do I get so it? they watch it? But I'm saying if they watching this, all they got to do, all they, all they have to do, no, if they if they watching this in Detroit, Michigan, right. where's the hip hop fraternity base? They can log in. They can they can log in on hiphopfraternity.com. Okay, all right. So that that's definitely. What about the niggas who don't even know how to do that? It's, it, that and they ain't got no manager. That's, that's our fault. That's who watch big facts. That's all we say. Some niggas don't even know how to communicate. Hey, well, you know, in my perspective, man, you know, I'm I'm a hundred percent proponent. Of independence, you know, I believe in autonomy. Mm. So it's hard for me to tell somebody to sell their soul. There you go. But if they in a messed up situation, you know, one of the things they can do is what some of the brothers do at our our facility. You can go get a job. You know, mm. I mean, you can work temporarily, and you can just keep on whatever whatever you do. Just don't give up. Whatever the mind believe and conceive, the mind could achieve. A winner never quit, and a quitter never win. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And you got to be humble because if you ain't humble, you'll crumble. And don't be an egomaniac. You know what I'm saying? Don't be an egomaniac. Your worst, your worst. Hey, humble you a crumble. Hey, your worst. Your, hey, tell them DJ Screen their worst amigo is their ego. True. That's your worst amigo, your ego. True. Most people, most people True. fail because they 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 don't understand that it takes humility to win. You know, mm. when you look at me on all them albums, you know, with 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 all these guys, you know, I didn't been to Two Short House, I didn't been True. everybody mansion. You know, I've been around these people, man, and I'm strictly from the hood. You know, I'm I'm the dude, the last dude they might want to trust. You know what I'm saying, me? But yet, I'm in their crib. You know what I'm saying, me? I'm in their business. I met their wives. I met their kids because of my humility. Mm. You know what I'm saying, me? Even though I'm one of the fastest dudes in the game, and you know what I mean, I can knock women like that. You know, I can, I can, you know, I'm, I'm cold with it. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm still humble mm. because I know if you ain't humble, you'll crumble. You know what I mean? And you have to be. Focus. You know what I'm saying? If you change your mentality, you can change your reality. If you change your attitude, you can change your aptitude. And that's what it's all about. You know, looking at life differently and being persistent. Because persistence wear down resistance. You know, just because you messed up today. I mean, let, let me tell you something. The best thing about life, young man, if you're out there, you know, hey, the things that you go through is what you grow through. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have a major fall through before you have a major breakthrough. So it's good to have adversity. If you talk to anybody successful, including a bank and DJ Screen and, and Mama here, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk to anyone, I guarantee they're going to tell you that they have more failures than they had success with this show. 
But it was the failures that they had. It was the problems that they encountered that allowed them to be to the point where they at right now. True so story. that's what you if you if you messed up, that's a good thing. That means that God got you. Because right. God, God going to hurt you before he help you. And I know a lot of people don't understand that. But, you know, if you talk to any person that's truly spiritual, they'll tell you that you got to go through something. Whenever, whenever you know, hey, what they say, they say that the, uh, they say that, you know, uh, with the storm, they said, they said, uh, the, the, the rainbow, the storm come before the rainbow. Warning come before destruction. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so you you need, man, I, I love when, when they tell you, I love when every all hell break out. I said, oh, we here now. Yes. But I said, I said, the juice is for the flow. We for the pop it now. We for we for we to make this thing happen. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. You need to be in your worst case scenario. Mm. And from your worst case scenario, you'll get your best scenery. I promise you. Mm. you know? It's big. Yeah. It's big yeah. game. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians. Or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic. So slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you this, just kind of to take it back, like, to the your management days. So, <laughs> in your... <laughs> yeah, she chewed. She chewed. <laughs> Back for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, right? 
<laughs> so goddamn. Um, so, in your opinion, do what was what the fuck? Y'all See, made me forget my goddamn. Yeah, you got to fuck right. up. Hey, no, 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 hey, fuck hey, up. At least you had a choice. Be Rolls Royce. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't choose now. You chose up, baby. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, as far as like relationships and things like that go, do you think that? Hoes or whores or working girls are considered low value women and not an asset to a relationship. Well, well because know, of their perceived mileage and you know all the other stuff that they have going on associated with their job. Well, you know, in the game we say you know don't nobody like a pimp, but a hoe don't nobody like a hoe, but a pimp. You see, what I'm saying so basically it's it's a community, right? Yeah. And these people, you know, what I'm saying they relative to each other, but at the at the same time, you know, what I've learned in my uh, forty year career that hoes are some of the most cleans, the most uh, you know they 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 the most sharpest women on the planet. Cleanest, you know, they very clean. Okay, you know what I'm saying, I mean, because you know, I mean, they they got to use protection. Mm -hmm. you, know, you got women. I, I'm telling you, man, you just only you, the renegades don't use protection, right? Well, well, yeah, yeah, because they ain't got no management. They got damage. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm killing her over there. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, she's dead. She died like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, no, but 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 but, but 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 what I'm saying is, is in, in answer to your question is that you know, in every hole is a little girl. Right, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's an innocent child. You know what I'm saying? It's an innocent child. You know, before oh, she cool. was, before she was a hoe, she was somebody's daughter, right? So you know what I mean? What but but yeah. what happened is, well, most of these women they get raped. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they get uh, mm. violated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they lose a value. You know what I mean? If you just imagine you you being a beautiful young lady and somebody violates you, mm -hmm. the first thing you say, I would never have my virginity taken from the guy that I love. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll never be able to have that pick right. and fit. So she feel violated and they begin to, to all, you know, kind of go against men. Mm. You know, a lot of women, you know what I'm saying? If you ever, I don't know if you ever been with a prostitute. You know what I mean? I didn't have them, but I ain't never been with one. But if you ever with a prostitute, she could be the most ruthless person, ruthless person on the world, on earth. You know what I'm saying? She treat tricks really bad. You know, they talk dirty to them, you know, because a lot of that is built in frustration. Mm. So these women, you know what I'm saying? They in a situation where they've been violated and, you know, they don't feel no worth. And then a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? They grew up without fathers. So they look for older men, mm -hmm. for father for figures, guidance. Mm -hmm. for yeah. guidance. And a lot of these guys, you know, they sharp and they intelligent and they know that they can, you know, it's just like any other, uh, you know, animal that uh, that a hunter. They pick up on that. They can find the prey, on that deficiency know? and, and that need. Up, yeah, they prey on these women and they prey on these women. And then you got women, you know, that been in the game so long. They become pros and not hoes. What I mean by that, they start choosing pimps, and they 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 embrace their lifestyle, so they begin to work in that lifestyle. You know, because like eighty percent of the women that I dealt with, I didn't turn out. You know what I mean? They just they they knew I was handsome. I said, if you think I'm handsome, pay my ransom. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I mean? So I made them pay in like they weigh in. You know what I'm saying? So that was that that was a different lifestyle. You know what I mean? And that's how a lot of the women come in the game. But a lot of people bring them in the game on on something else, and then they end up. You know, liking it, and they end up liking the fast money, just like a drug dealer. You, you said know? eighty percent of your hoes chose up. Yeah, they chose up. They let their choice be Rolls Royce, baby. <laughs> I can't help it, man. Yeah, so I should get chose with my mom clothes. You know what I'm saying? Man. Man, I got chose with my mom clothes. <laughs> I mean, no, but but what I'm saying is actual factual. You can, you, I mean, Puffy even know Puffy know me. Me and Puffy then party together. Puffy then flew me into Atlanta. You know, uh, hooked me up in big old suites and everything. You know, me and Puffy, I, you know, I, I'd been to Jester's in New York. You know, what I mean, we. 
You know, I've been, you know, all these guys, man, they've been knowing about us for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to go to the same events that they went, wear the same minks, the same jewelry, you know, drive the same Rolls Royces and all right. of that. You see what I'm saying? Way back then. So they didn't know what we do. A lot of people say, are y'all entertainers? And we'd be like, no, nah, man, we pimps. They say, pimps? What is that? You know? So, you know, they didn't understand what it was. But then, you know, then Snoop Dogg and all them, they started loving the game. And 50 Cent, all of them, they started like, okay, man, we're going to bring these brothers in. And then that's when, you know, him and Trafficking came in. So I got to tell about the bad side. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. So what's the the, the the bad side? So the downside of pimping is that, you know, at one time, it was like a community thing. You know what I mean? They used to let us do our thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, the police see you and a woman arguing. They say you and your girlfriend go home. They didn't even know that they was prostitutes. It was an underworld. You understand? Know it was like a, a secret society. Mm-hmm. But once Snoop Dogg and all them and all of us got to talking about pimping, we started doing all these movies and all these different shows. Kind of like Frank Lucas with the hat yeah, at the box that, match. That's exactly. Pimps up, hold okay. down with the... I, okay. You know, and then, you know, you, you look at it too, some of it is systemic racism. Some of it was engineered too. Because, you know, I mean, you got to remember the people who was promoting this were people who own these major record companies. They were the ones promoting the pimp video. They were the ones was telling artists to, to talk about pimping in the album. Mm. And then right after that, you had the, the, the human trafficking laws. You know, then human trafficking laws, you know, now if a guy is caught, you know, interacting with a prostitute on some pimping, you know, he can get anywhere from 20 years to life. That wasn't like that. It used to be a slap on the hand. So what they did was they manufactured this thing. It's like if you look at Scarface, right? Before you had the new sentencing law, before you had, uh, you know, uh, the crack laws, before you had the gun laws, before you had any of these laws, you had what? New Jack City. Scarface, not not Scarface in New Jack City. So mm-hmm. Scarface made all of us want to be hustlers, made us want to, you know, be like, you know, the dude in Scarface, you know, like Scarface. And then Nito Brown, he come in and he he introduced the world to snitching. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, you know what I mean? So he like, it ain't, all right, the real brother, you know what I'm saying? So it been happening inside the mobs and shit, but to, right. the, to, to, the, to the, the general public, to the culture, to the yeah. black right. people. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, okay, the nigga Nino did that shit and got out and all that shit. Yeah. But that's what they call it now. The they, call, they call get down. Who get down first? You know, who going to snitch on who first? You know, you got all these indictments. But then, you know, you look at the sentencing law. Then you go look at CCA, Correctional Corporation of America. Correctional Corporation of America is a legally charted organization. It's, it's a, legally, a legal business that is... On New York Stock Exchange, where you know it's the privatizing the prison, you know, and then yeah. they use the Thirteenth Amendment, which mm-hmm. allows them to uh, in- incarcerate people and enslave them simultaneously, because Thirteenth Amendment says slavery is abolished itself when one duly commits a crime. So when you commit a crime, then you're subjected to slavery. And uh, I think it was named Ava DuVernay. She did a movie called Thirteenth. It's on Netflix. Believe me, if you don't believe what I'm saying, just go check it out. Oh, mm. So you know what I'm saying. So 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 those were the things that happened. The same thing happened to the drug law and. and with the, the dope dope game, it happened with the pimp game. They they glorified it, they made it Hollywood, and then they came in, they swarmed down. They glorified pimp and made it Hollywood, then they swarmed down on it. And they needed new prisoners for these institutions. So they say, Okay, we're gonna catch them by the blind side. They know how to sell drugs now. They ain't riding around on twenty eights no more. You know, everybody, you know, you, you might, you know, I mean DJ Screen could be one of the biggest drug dealers. I mean, that's how drug dealers is now. They're very discreet. You don't know who's hustling no more. Okay. So 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 they couldn't really just catch brothers like they would it wouldn't they weren't slipping no more. Well, pimping used to be out there. You know, everybody used to be out there. Now dudes go up underground because they made them go underground. Same mm. thing they made the drug game. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what I tell young people, man. You know, if you if, if you uh, mess with a woman 
and you're driving her to the hotel, that's called human trafficking. If you take a woman to a strip club and you're dropping off and you're living off the earnings of her money, that's human trafficking. If you get a girl from me, if I'm a pimp and you get a girl from me, even though she she came through the game through you, that's human trafficking. All this carry life. So it's not a good life. So you know I me, mean? if you if you're thinking about pimping or if you're thinking about getting in the game, all I can tell you is that you're gonna do life in prison. So is that is that is that is that is that a way of maybe saying, well, it's, we know we know that the, the, the culture of it and whatever is in your core is still there pimping, right? But is that a way of maybe saying that pimping or the pimping that you used to is dead? Well, you know, pimping ain't never dead because this is pimping. You know what I'm saying? Me? Right. You know, I mean, this is this is literally pimping. Now you talking about a form of a pimping. Uh, you talking, talking about the the, 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 the pimping you used to? I, I can tell you this: pimping ain't gonna never die. Right. It's gonna multiply. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I tell you because as long as a man got a penis, you know what I'm saying? Me like corn and cotton, a woman gonna sell pussy. Just point blank. You know what I'm saying? You got women today. But these hoes in, so, in the prostitute though. So yeah, well, let me ask you this, this yeah. since we're talking about the whole like selling pussy thing or whatever. So in your opinion, again, do you think that women that are in relationships with men that demand financial support or that basically tell the niggas like in order to fuck with me, you got to do certain things or you got to do X, Y, Z. Do you think that? Yeah, they hoes. <laughs> yeah, they hoes. <laughs> They're essentially selling pussy. They hoes. Okay. Because you know, because because because, and I ain't, yeah, no, let's break this part down. No, dis <laughs> no disrespect to the mother, right? The first thing my mother used, and I love my mom to death. She's always telling you need to get you a good man. I got four sisters. Get you a good man. Get you a man with a good job. Get you a doctor. Get you a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Me? Get somebody that's going to take care of you. That's what my mama telling them, right? You know what I'm saying? Me? They're my sister. Now, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody that's going to pay them. They're looking for somebody that's going to pay their bills. And then you get out, and then, and then you look at these women who, you know, who mother taught them the same thing. And then you go to Lennox Mall, and you say, ah, oh, mommy, you fired. She ain't no stripper. She don't work in no strip club or nothing. And she say, you going to pay my bills? I mean, you got something for me? And half of them will do a full Happy Meal. Take me to McDonald's. And they'll lay down with a dude. You see what I'm saying? And that's, to me, is a form of prostitution. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, with, you know, all, all, but, 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 but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? The difference between a, a hoe and a hooker is that a hoe get paid. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and a hooker get played. You know what I'm saying? She's mm -hmm. getting played. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and she's subjecting herself to all kind of diseases, all type of, you know, I mean, she can get pregnant by a dude that might not never, she might never see again. She got to raise that child on her own. And these girls, you know, but they would never say they prostitutes. And then you look at, you know, you look at the videos today, Nicki Minaj and all of them, uh, Cardi B. Yeah, I was you know about to saying? ask you about that. They, they, they basically, you know what I'm saying, me, they do the same thing that strippers do. So what they do is they influence young girls. Mm -hmm. And then young girls walk around here with their pants all up their butt and everything like that. And they don't think that an older guy ain't going to offer them something. You know, but if somebody sees somebody looking like a whole first they're going to say, hey, can I take you out to eat? Hey, can I buy you this? Can I buy you that? And she might do it innocently, not knowing at that point, once she have that relationship, that sex relationship, she become a prostitute. She signed a contract. Point, she signed a contract to be yeah. a hoe. And so it's a lot of hoes out here don't even know they hoes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm about to get that. Right. That applied to a lot of y'all, don't it? I'm sorry, ladies. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry, but she asked the question. A lady, a lady asked the question. All I did was answer. Yeah, we got to break this down. We got to get to the bottom So what, what's the name here? Um, only fan, huh? And that's a form of pimping. You know, uh, 
You know, you you know. I mean, and now you arrested for that. Yeah. Well, well see, but see, but, yeah, like if you if you if, yeah. if I had a warehouse full of bitches doing OnlyFans, is that human traffic? Not not if you go. In no, the, that would be a media company, right? No, 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 no. But 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 how you be how you be anything is you know what I'm saying I me mean, you know basically you understand you read the laws and once you read the laws you understand what you're up against then you know what you can and what you cannot do. You know, one thing I tell you is don't live off the earnings of a prostitute. That'll get you in jail. Don't take an underage girl and put her in the streets. That'll put you in jail. Do not force or persuade a woman to do anything. That'll put you in jail. You know, but if you and a woman, a bunch of women get together and you, you got a contract with them, they independent contractors, and y'all doing only fans, and, and, and they sign a disclosure, that's legal pimping. You know what I mean? Just like if you if, if, if you go to Vegas, now here it is. If you go to Vegas and you open up a whorehouse, right? You go to Vegas, open up a whorehouse. That's legal. You know, prostitution is legal in Vegas. You know, that's what, Or a bunny ranch that's what the, the Caucasians ranch. do. Yeah, that's what the yeah. bunny ranch was. So if you was in Atlanta right now, what could you do? Yeah. If that's what you, if that was your stay aim. safe, <laughs> stay safe. Yes, because because they they got task forces out here that's waiting for somebody to slip. And you know, only I try to tell young guys like, man, listen, look at me, man. I come from the game. Now look at me. I'm still having fun. You know what I mean? I'm having money. I'm doing everything. You know, and I just switch my game. All I'm saying is go from the ghetto street to the executive street, from the ghetto blocks to the Wall Street stock, from the sewer to the entrepreneur. Mm. You know, what I'm saying we got to quit being consumers and learn how to produce. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I me, mean, just like you pimp. A prostitute, you can pimp a cell phone. You can pimp a show. You know what I'm saying? You can pimp big facts. You can pimp this. You can actually eat. You can get a check. You know what I mean? They can sock it yeah. to your pocket like a rocket. Just from big facts. You know what I mean? Just kicking big yes. facts. Now, if that ain't no pimping, who come up with something called big facts and get paid for it and got big time sponsors and, 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 and get, get paid? You ain't got to worry about your kids going to college. Big That's facts. pimping. Big, Big facts. facts. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So what I want to show these young people is how to take that negativity and turn it to a positive. I'm the best example, right? You know, former gangster, you know what I mean? Former pimp, you know what I mean? Former street nigga, like the words I want to use. You know what I'm saying? Respected and all. You know that. I respect that where I go. You know what I'm saying? Me, I go to the Crips, the Bloods, the GDs, anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I go in Compton. I go in uh, uh, South Decatur, North Decatur, wherever Decatur. You know, I go on the West Bank, West Side, and I'm good. With no security. Only security I got is my social security card. I promise you. I don't need no security. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that, you know, you still could be you. You just got to be legit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to turn them, like in my book, I say you got to turn them whole ends into dividends. You know what I'm saying? You got to invest your money. You got to become an investor. And that's how you accumulate wealth. You see what I'm saying? But I want to talk about the hip hop. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we about to get to that, I promise. <laughs> ASAP. What, how, 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 well, I know you're familiar. Have you ever checked out Kevin Samuels? Kevin? Oh, the, uh, the, the, the high talk, value man. Talk about the value of the women yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Do yeah, you I feel see. like he kicking pimping or just his opinions? Or what do you or think? Do you he, even what do you agree think he, with him at all? Yeah, what do you think well, he's well, doing? Well, let, man, you, let me tell you something, man. You know. Because he say certain stuff like if a woman a certain age, she's of less value. A woman with her child is less value. A woman who doesn't have who doesn't have a certain amount of money shouldn't go for a person with more money. You know, his philosophies. Well, you know, you know, pimping and square life is like as far as the moon from the sun, you know. So, 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 so what we would call that, we call that miss pimping. And miss pimping ain't no pimping at all. You know, because a lot of things, see, you got to remember with the pimp, it's all about the purse first, ass last. Mm. See what I'm saying? So a pimp, you know what I'm saying? He wants you to sock it to his pocket. And like for clarity, he's not. 
claiming to be a pimp. He just, this is what I, well, he's, he kind of is pimping his platform because a lot of motherfuckers yeah, he, watch that well, shit. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. He, but let me ask you, the, but then they, but then they, then they, then they, like, unearthed something saying that he was, like, the well, other they, way. They started attacking him. No, but they have pictures of him, like, at, at different things. He had, like, a perm and some other, He was a Kappa. You know, well, he was a Kappa in college, so he had the pretty. What the fuck? So, no, 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 nobody say that. I'm that just saying that he had, that he had some. No, but they were saying, it was, I saw it online somewhere that they were saying that he was he definitely the got other attacked way and from that's a, why he he definitely got attacked from a lot of different capitalizing off of his current point of view now hey Kevin Sound okay well and that's, hey, you and that's a that question that, but back to, yeah. <laughs> back to no he's not a pimp he's not a pimp okay hey, man. is he kicking any pimp in the only way you can be a pimp you gotta have a real hoe that's okay, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be frankly with gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how I would respect you. Like if you came to the track, that's where that's like what y'all would call metropolitan. You know what I'm saying? If you come to the track, the first thing we say, man, if you ain't gonna set one, don't sweat one. But that means if you ain't got a hold, don't come to the table. You know what I'm saying? Because if you hey, if you ain't on the table, you're on the menu. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So you know, we're gonna eat off of you. You see what I'm saying? You're a trick. You know what I mean? Either you gotta P on your forehead or a T. You know what I'm saying? Me? And that's how we look at it. You know what I mean? It's just it's no No in between. It, it's no in between. Right. You know what I'm saying? Me? So a pimp live by different rules. You know what I mean? You know, the woman, they have to hold their head down. You know what I mean? She can't speak to another pimp. You know what I'm saying? She can't uh be out there out of pocket. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things, a lot of rules and regulations that come with the game that a square, it would blow his mind. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't even know what to do if he was in that game. You know what I mean? That game is it's a serious game. Just like how some people talk about the D game, the P game is really serious. I mean it's like it's like one hundred. You know, you got to really have a lot of know the rules and regulations. Otherwise, you know, the other P's, you know what I'm saying, they're gonna all team up on you, they're gonna knock your bitches, and they're gonna serve you the news and blow your fuse and put your bitch up under some new rules. <laughs> hey, do you think the internet you think the internet was a gift or a curse? <laughs> huh? You think the internet was a gift or a curse? Well, for a lot of pimps it was a it was a curse because you got to remember, you know, back then in in, in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and early nineties, you know, if a woman was a prostitute, she was in the streets, right? So therefore, I you know, know, if she gonna be on the streets, she had to have protection, right? Mm -hmm. So she had to have a pimp. So now, if you take your woman to the internet and you got her at the Holiday Inn and she's doing, say, back pages or something like that, right? If she's on back pages, then, you know, and she's got her own room and she's taking phone calls, then you're insignificant now. Mm. So what she could do, she could just go to she the She eliminated days the middleman, basically. She goes to the days in and she could work. Now, did you did y'all know? I'm going to ask y'all this question. Did y'all know that 90% of the women that's on the internet that's prostituting are, 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 are independent, have no pimps whatsoever? Mm. I don't understand mean, why they wouldn't be. What you mean, like your back page? And only fans, right? only fans, and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a well, lot so, of them don't so have. They don't have no pimp. So, so go back twenty years ago, you couldn't even be on the streets unless you had a pimp. Or you could, like she said, you're a renegade. See mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. what she said. The, the renegade. Mm -hmm. So you know that, they was considered renegade. So other hoes would beat them up because they're like you, you messing up our money. And pimps would sweat them, and some pimps would put them what we call. Under they were pimp. like mutts, kind of. Yeah, like or they get put under pimp arrest. Yeah. Talk to him. Yeah, pimp arrest is when a pimp see you out there and you ain't got no instructions or you ain't got no no pee and he'll sweat you and he'll make it hard for you to get money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so he he always be in your business, you know what I mean? So you can't never get no money. But if you got a, like if she was with uh, Big Bank, then they'd be like, yeah, man, that's Big Bank, girl. Don't mess with her. You know what so I'm saying? So it's better for them to be under management. Well, that's how they did it back then. You know what I mean? So now what I'm saying is that, you know, how they're accusing all these guys for being uh, womanizers and being pimps and, and taking advantage of women. That narrative has, has been destroyed because they, they realize that these women have psychological issues irrespective to a pimp. 
that the pimp could be used at some point as a scapegoat to make it look like I'm not crazy. He's making me do it. Mm. You know what I mean? But she's going to do it anyway. With or for Dr. Pimp. And if you think I'm lying, you look at the 90% that I'm talking about that's hoeing on their own. Right. See what I'm saying? So, 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 but, but, but it was a good trick by the United States government to say that these guys were taking advantage of them through human trafficking because they was able to fill their prisons back up. Because y'all know the prison system. Y'all heard about mass incarceration, right? You know that America is 5% of the world's population, but 25% of the world's uh, uh, incarceration. Black folks only comprise 13% of the population. You know what I'm saying? We, we are north of about 40 million. But 6% of us, meaning us, the younger generation, you know, y'all, the younger generation, is eligible convicts, people who can go to prison. So out of 6% versus the dominant society, which puts, uh, puts them at, uh, what, 70%, you know what I'm saying? Out of that 70%, wow. you got you got 51% of African Americans in prison. But only 6% is eligible. That's 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 not including your grandmama, your uncle, you know, the right. old folks and all that. But it's only we a small proportion of the of the of the of the population, but we the largest proportion of the penitentiary. In 1978, it was 240,000 people incarcerated. 240,000 today is 2.5 million people incarcerated. 50 percent, 51 percent of them are black. Mm. That's, that's they gave they gave they, they they gave us New Jack City. They gave us colors. They gave us Scarface. They gave us pimps up holes down American pimp. And what it did, it sent us straight to the penitentiary. It criminalized us. You know, because in this society, you got three choices. You're going to have gainful employment, your own mm -hmm. business, or you're going to get welfare, which, you know, they cut that out, or you're going to be a criminal. So our entire community has been criminalized, and what we're doing at the Hip Hop Fraternity, we're trying to show them brothers a better way and a brighter day, just like Free the Late. Hold on, baby. You ain't got to go that way, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we got better, we got better tools for you. You know, you, you know, anytime you go in the studio, you make music, you know, you're creating value. You know, we teach them about that value. We teach them how to uh, open up businesses. You know, I do credit repair, too. You know, I, so the people that come there, you know, my son, <laughs> I have him to fix their credit. Right. You know, we fix their credit. We raise their credit score. You know, we delete all of the negative in, in, you know, inquiries and all that stuff off of their credit, and we clean them up. And then we take them over to Navy Federal. We show them how to get 80 to a quarter million dollars. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so these are the things that you was talking about, them guys that I can help them. Mm. You know, uh, mm. one guy, we helped him get a quarter million dollars. What he did, he went to Milwaukee, bought like 15 houses, you know, because they cheap over there, $5,000 a piece. Mm. He fixed them up. Then he brought his friends over to us. And all 15 of those houses he sold because we fixed all 15 of those people's houses credit. Mm. And he made a big bankroll. He made thousands of dollars, and he paid the loan off. Now, I think they probably giving him about a million dollar loan. So that's what we do. We teach him game on a whole nother level. Hmm. You know, we, we teach him how to pimp the system. You know what I mean? You ain't got to be out there robbing. You know what I mean? So it ain't, just, it ain't just for musicians, the hip-hop fraternity. No, no, okay, no. Okay, for we, sure. No, we, just we, for clarity for everybody. No, no. We, 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 got, we, got, we got classes on psychology. You know, we got classes on business. We teach them everything because these are, you know, our people – are, sucking, are suffering from lack of knowledge. It's a whole bunch of things that are messed up with us. Because, like, if you live in the hood and he live in the hood, you mm -hmm. you got to be suffering from uh, a post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. If, if they're right. doing it in Vietnam, if somebody's shooting and you ducking all and you riding and you scared, that same effect that happened to those soldiers is happening to us. We got our children out yeah. here at eight, nine years old witnessing murder. Mm -hmm. What you think is happening to them? So what we got to do, we got to de, we got, we got to re-engineer them, you know, to some positivity. We got to let them see people like myself who've been through what they've been through, who can show them that it's a better way and a brighter day. Because mm -hmm. until they find that out, like, like you know, hip-hop attorney and, 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 and 
you know, we have our own social media. It's called TheHipHopFraternity.com. So if you go to there, we got our own IG. We got our own Facebook. See what I'm saying? You know, we got Ice T on the board. You know, we also, got uh, also Mr. Cole on our board. We, we got uh, uh, a Maybach Music uh, slab. MMG. On, yeah, MMG on our music. Slab, you know, slab. Bo- Bo- Boosie is affiliate. Yeah, that's my boy. You know, uh, 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 Outcast. I mean, uh, not Outcast. Uh, Goody Mob. Goody Mob. Tila. These are all people that endorses our movement and, and, and represent us. For real, you know, where's Taylor been? Uh, we just did a show in... Uh, in uh, Is he still uh, doing music? Yeah, yeah, we just did a show about That's crazy. four months ago. It's on, on my Instagram. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eternity got your son. What what movie is your son on, on Netflix? Oh, yeah, one of my sons. Uh, if y'all watched the movie uh, All-American, y'all seen that? <laughs> okay, yeah, well, yeah, football yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the number 14, the light-skinned dude, that's my, that's my son. Oh, I didn't know so, that. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? So, you know, all my, all my kids... All my kids, my daughter got a master's degree. I sent them all to college, even though I was a street dude. 
That's why I'm trying to tell you, man, it works. You mm-hmm. can change your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a street dude. You know what I mean? You know, I've been shot. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it went down with me. Mm-hmm. But I was still able to move my kids out to the suburbs. You know, uh, my son, even Supreme, you know what I'm saying? He didn't been to school. You know, all of them. You know what I'm saying? My other son, he went to the Academy uh, of New York in film company out there in California. Now he didn't been in several movies. He didn't did commercial for Nike, the NBA, everything. He's he's one of the stars on that on that show. We're talking about, uh, you know, All-American. You know, he's number 14. He's the quarterback, season mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, he didn't been in the movie called Play the Flute. You know, a whole bunch. He, he just did a... A whole thing. What's that? Nine one one with Angela Bassett. What's that oh, called? Angela, oh yeah, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. My son on there too. So you know what I mean. So I'm not just teaching these kids, but I'm also you know charity started home, and then it spreads abroad. You know, this is my godson Cheney. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, he came to me looking for a deal. You know what I told him? Nigga, I ain't giving you nothing. You know, so I ain't got no deal for you. What I got for you is I got a record label. I said you fit to be the boss. I said, I want you to be a boss. I said, I want you to own your own stuff. I said, I want to own your, I don't, I don't want to give you no deal and take a, a percentage out of your intellectual property. So now he think like a boss. He got his own record label. You know, he's doing his own thing. He producing and putting his own stuff out. You know, Dutch, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she, she's the VP, you know. She came to us as an artist. I said, you bigger than an artist. You know, I said, I said, everybody probably think that hip hop fraternity is all about men. I said, I want you to be the vice president. We want to push women out forward. I got six, six daughters. I, you know, I push them. You know, I encourage my daughters. I'm encourage her the same way. I, cause she's 26 years old. She built the whole website. She built our whole social media. Yes. You know? most, of us, most of us that came in wasn't even coming in thinking like that, thinking as bosses. Like you're dealing with hip hop fraternities and brotherhood. So whatever <laughs> I want to do. I have a backing from all my brothers and sisters, and I they want to see you push through. And, and they're going to teach you that boss mentality. Mm. You know what I'm Jeepers. saying? I mean, beat makers, it, it's for everybody. Our site is up to 730 people right now. They're all over the United States and Europe. We have people from Canada all over. I mean, I even saw Germany. Um, we have a program called the Hip Hop Facts, so we try to give back, right? We want to give them knowledge, let them know exactly um, how the deals work, how publishing works, how music distribution goes, how um, EPKs, what, what is an EPK? You know, why do you need one? Um, you know, just basic stuff that people should know um, when when using, having power to negotiate themselves in, in a room. So, for example, if they get a deal and they come to a record label, they have more more uh, negotiating power because now they're educated on EPKs. They have their music on platforms. They have um, streams and ASCAP and BMI records where people can go and look them up and say, okay, you're serious about what you're doing. You've been out for a year and you have this many views. You know? Right. Um, so, yep, education. The website is, is popping. It's growing every day. And, and another thing, man, like like brothers like yourself, DJ Screen, we need y'all to actually participate because you still be big facts. So we, we got people, you know, from all different walks of life, different organizations that come and what we do, we're a think tank. We're African-American think tank. Mm-hmm. So basically what that means right. is that we put our, our resources together and, you know, you give us information about about the podcast mm-hmm. and you teach the young kids about that so you can, you can produce the next DJ screen mm-hmm. coming up in the podcast industry mm-hmm. or big banks, you know, the next big bank. And that's 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 what we that's what we all about, you know, and, and you know, it don't make a difference who you is or what you is. You still remain, we all stay bosses, don't nobody lose their identity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, we create a circle. 
of yeah. group economics and group politics. So therefore, when you create group economics, that means when you create the 360, the money circulate within the community. You know, the average money bounce, as Dr. Anderson liked to say, the average money bounce, you know, in any other community, eight to ten times. And our community only bounced twice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it don't even bounce once. You know, so we, we're spending 98% of our wealth with other entities. You know what I'm saying? We are right. consumers. We're not producers. Right. You know, that's right. a bad thing. And not only that, is that when you go out to Alpharetta or you go into a European community and you see them living lavish, first thing he says, how did they get all that? Well, how they got it, they got it off 100% of their money and 98% of yours, which is a travesty. So that's what we got to teach. We got to teach them about economics. We got to teach them about unity because in numbers, their strength. If we play the number game, we're going to beat them all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's why we say he got the shirt on. That's one of our shirts. Our culture, our call. That's what we're talking about. Hip-hop fraternity is our culture, our call. This was created in the Bronx, in New York. You know what I'm saying? This is most of the music, you know, jazz. You go back to John Coltrane. Uh, you go back to uh, Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, right. all that. They created that. You know what I mean? We created hip-hop. It just so happened hip-hop was the one that popped. You know what I mean? So it's a billion-dollar industry. You got to remember, look at me. I'm, I'm in corporate America. Mm -hmm. I deal with these people every day. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you the conversation. The conversation is, hey, can you go get that guy Boosie? Can you go get Travis Scott? Can you go get that? So all the artists out there that's listening, I got the bag. I got right. the bag. I'm, I can literally get you millions of dollars. Literally. It used to be the music industry. They want our culture. I'm telling you, they want us. They want us. They, they didn't ask me about Bruno Mars, Travis Scott. We didn't sit... Uh, 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 proposed over there, a little baby, you know, for a book deal, you know. I mean, we, I, I just sent plenty of dudes. Uh, we, we, we talked to Travis Scott people. They offered a million dollars for Travis Scott. You know, we, we talked to his people. We was on the phone. We just couldn't get the deal done. But I can get people millions and millions of dollars. You know, I am the dude with the bag, literally. You know, I am a literary, a little, I am an official, literal, literary bag, agent. Bag you know holder, right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so, so, bag holder, so, right. so, so how do they do it? Like, if a nigga wanted to do a book, what'd he do? He just got them. Well, first, he just talk it, and then they got somebody that's going to write it for him? No, no, what, what happens is, like, okay, I, get, I use Boosie, because Boosie be the best example. Everybody know Boosie. So, Boosie, I contact Boosie. Boosie, I want to do a book deal with you. Now, Boosie have to agree. Once mm -hmm. Boosie agree, then... We go and we look at his social media. You know how many uh, impressions he have. You right. know uh, uh, how, how many followers he have. Yeah. And then once they see he in the million dollar category, they can figure out that just through his marketing and promotion that they can get a certain amount of money. So when they look at that, that's how they that's how they assess the value of the book. Like Boosie may be worth a half a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Because he can to make a half a million dollars in the book game, you only need to sell probably you know uh, uh, about. 25,000 books. So you double that, that's a million dollars. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. $50, you know what I'm saying? $50 a book. Like Gucci Mane, he's with the same company. Uh, uh, Rick Ross, all of them was Simon & Schuster. Mm. I'm just a dude that a rapper could call, their manager could call me, and I can I can go and I can walk him in there and get him a big bag. And uh, how it worked, back to uh, what Banks was talking about, is you don't have to know how to read, you ain't got to know how to write, all you got to do is know how to speak. If you can speak, I'll find your author. I get your co-author. What would you do? Get somebody to transcribe it? No, we get a co-author. The author sit okay. down with them, and generally the author get fifty percent because he's actually the guy that's doing like all the work. Like a producer. Yeah, he's doing all the work, and you can negotiate. You know what you want your advance to be. Like most artists, I try to tell them, don't you don't want a uh, you don't want a million dollars because if you want a million dollars, that means if you sell only a million dollars of a book, you have a good breakout. But you know it's not gonna look successful. So if you take a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand and you sell a million, you done made eight hundred thousand dollars for the company. Now we can negotiate your second book already. 
You know, and plus, if you make that, then your royalties is going to be more, too, because yeah. whatever you take, they're going to yeah. take it against your royalties. Mm-hmm. So if you get a half a million, you got to get that half a million dollars. You got to you got you got to recoup that before you actually see any value. Yeah. So so the less. It's like the rap game. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than the rap game, because if you did take the million dollars, if you just, you know, a hustler, and you want to take it. Then what we do, we, we negotiate, we get you a million dollars. Then you can run and don't never have to pay the book. You, you do the book. You never got to pay it back because. because no, no. With, 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 the, with the publishing company, with the publishing company, ironically, you don't have to pay the, the advance back. That's crazy, right? Mm. But the, with, with the record label, it's, it's a, the record label is like a bank. Uh, 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 that a, shit a, comes off top. Yeah, mm. but a publishing company is a gambler. You know, so you look at you you, you look at a record a, a record company like U.S. Bank. You look at a, a publishing company like Caesars or, or MGM Grand. They gamble on you. And if yeah. you don't if you don't recoup the million dollars back, they say okay, it didn't go it didn't go good. Mm. But you know that's basically they suck it up pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm, uh, some of the best um, this is a conclusion game you gave earlier is if, if you're not humble, you crumble. You gave a lot of good game through this interview. But what's the most valuable vitamin you would say to people watching, namely young people in the streets? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's a vitamin that you would give them in closing from Pimpin? Hey, man, all I can tell the young people out here, man, with us, the least, least appearance of evil, expect the greatest amount of danger. Who can ever do you good can also do you harm. You know, watch the hook. That's why I say watch the hook. And never discriminate who you trust or you distrust. Investigate everybody. Investigate everybody. Because people, they come in your face, they'll be smiling in your face, but really what they do, they start at your feet and they end up at your throat. You know what I'm saying? They end mm. up taking you out. That's deep. You know mm. what I mean? So you got to be very, 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 very selective about the people that you deal with. That's deep, mm. damn. And you know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, it's okay to let people go. You know, I I use the analogy if I had a ten a ten pound book pack on my back. If I had a ten pound a twenty pound book pack on my back and I and I walk around with that book pack for twenty years, you know, basically what I'm carrying, I'm carrying dead weight dead weight. But once I take that book pack out, I feel like Muhammad Ali. I can float like a butterfly and steam like a bee. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So you want to get the, get rid of the dead weight of your life. And if anybody can leave you, let them go. That means that if they leave me, they ain't a part of my destiny. Mm. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people, let me give y'all one analogy that's going to help y'all young people a lot. An eagle is one of the most brilliant species on the planet. You know, eagle wings spread about nine feet. Eagle, they don't even fly, they soar, you know. Uh, eagles, you know, they can spot their prey miles and miles away. You see what I'm saying? Eagles don't even mess with other birds. If an eagle see a pigeon, pigeon sh- it, it fly because that means he's flying too low. You know, uh, you never see an eagle and a chicken hanging out. You know, I ain't got nothing against chicken. I ain't one today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't tripping on the chicken. But the reason why is because when eagles make love, they make love in the air, right? But the biggest mistake, as brilliant as the eagle is, the biggest mistake that the eagle always make is when he get with a weasel. When the eagle, eagle get a weasel, he zoom down, he grab the weasel, and what the weasel does, he bite into his chest. And the eagle is so desperate to eat the weasel that he don't realize that as the as the weasel is biting in his chest, he's actually eating his heart off. Mm. So after a certain while, you see an eagle flying with a with, with a weasel. After a while, you see it descent. It descent to his death. So you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to let people go, because some people can be your downfall. And you got to just, you got to just, you just got to let people go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you got partners out there, they selling drugs, they out there killing and, and they doing crazy stuff, you got to let them go. Mm-hmm. Because they ain't nothing but weasels. They eventually going to take you down. 
Because you name me one dude, you know what I'm saying, me, that sold dope forever, 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 and then end up, you know, going to penitentiary if he stayed down. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, 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 it's simple. Three years out, 30 years in. You get the ball for three years, and then they come and hit you with the, the ultimate indictment. So, you know, that's one thing we got to do. We got to make sure that we we very discreet in our friends. We got to pick our friends wisely. Uh, we also got to remember that, you know, you got to be persistent, you know, and you can't never quit. You know, even when things look like it ain't about to happen, you know, you got you got to keep on going. I think it was Nipsey Hussle that said it best. You know, life is a marathon. It's mm-hmm. not a sprint. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, man, listen, man, you know, we, we've been working with this hip-hop fraternity for a minute. You know, we had a lot of people leave. We had a lot of people leave, and everybody was like, why did they leave? I said, let them go. If they leave, they ain't a part of our destiny. I know you had people that y'all had people work with for y'all. You don't know what happened to them. They gone. Mm-hmm. That means they wasn't part of the destiny. True. You know, but you got to let them go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when people, you know, I, I got a degree in goodbye. Matter of fact, the word good is in goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the word good is in goodbye. You know what I'm saying? It's good to say goodbye. It's good you know, to say bye. Somebody said it's so hard to say goodbye. I said it's good to say goodbye because the word good is in goodbye. Right. Yeah. You know, so. we we appreciate your time in the yeah. game. Give everybody, give everybody the website and the Instagram again for uh, Hip Hop Fraternity. Uh, you can go to thehiphopfraternity.com. Uh, that's the website. My Instagram is r e a l p i m p ken. Uh, on Instagram, same thing on Snapchat. Uh, uh, anything else? Monday Network. Oh yeah, Monday Network. We meet every Monday at North Cross, and we got uh, we we bring a lot of artists. We got Mystical tomorrow. We had the Young Bloods. We just uh, got rid of your guy that we did him. We did Trillville. So you know what we doing? We giving our artists experience that they'll never forget. We allowing them to hobnob and mingle with people that are you know already in the industry. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's basically what we're doing. And you know, like I said, man, go to thehiphopfraternity.com. You know, all artists is free. We we feed you. Free, the food is free. You get to perform for free, and you get in for free. You know, we don't. Yeah. I, all this come out of my pocket. You know, I spend this money every week out of my pocket because I got a passion to help the young people. That's what's up. And, and people always ask me, "What's my game?" <coughs> I always tell them, "No game." <laughs> we don't run no game. Hey, you the game. Yeah, we don't run no game. Play so, get played. So, so people come here and they be looking for yeah, the, look, the motor. We ain't got no oh, motor. Oh, man. <laughs> it ain't no motor. Like, nigga, I'm there. I'm, I'm. <laughs> it's real. Wow. We appreciate y'all time. We appreciate the positive energy, okay. Pippa Ken. Make sure y'all tap into the hip hop fraternity, www.bigfactspod.com. Salute. You're listening to Big Facts with Big Bank and DJ Scream. Follow Big Facts on social media at Big Facts Pod. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts. Hey, man, it's all the way up. Ladies and gentlemen. That merch in. Yes. Yeah, that's right. www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah. With the real ones one time. Y'all come get y'all some of this merch, man. Bigfactspod.com. Let's get it. Get that merch right now. Shop with us. It's all the way up. Big Fat Merch. It's going down. Visit the new website today. www.bigfactspod.com. Visit now. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money 
on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.